0: Welcome to If These Balls Could Talk with a trio almost funnier than the three Amigos. Look that up, Gen Z, if you're not familiar. <laughs> this is Mark. This is Mark along with John and Pete. And as a kind reminder, if you like what you hear or see, please hit that subscribe button or as Pete likes to say, tickle the little bell.
1: Who's Tonight, the third Amigo? <laughs> it was Martin Short. I know it was Mark Short Martin Short. Steve Martin and Chevy Chase. Right. Chevy looks bad.
0: Hmm. Anyway tonight we welcome back to the podcast mr oak james miller good evening oak hey thank you guys glad to have you back my friend all right how's everyone been john let's start with you
1: i'm great like really excellent actually i feel i mean i've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks but like still just on that weight loss journey and i'm sleeping better and just kind of handling life better so all those 40 year old men stop eating um well, I mean great.
2: don't stop entirely, that would be bad. Well, but... maybe stop entirely. I mean, that's
1: how I started, stopping entirely. I have a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, PTA stuff next week. We're going to sell a bunch of chickens and that'll be kind of fun. And um Alive. Like, like live chickens? Like no, <laughs> cooked chickens. Oh. Ah, uh, you haven't heard I'm um, I'm getting a nephew next week, so that's cool. Really? yeah yeah <laughs> i am
0: you may have how heard are you how first. are you mark well wait wait let's talk about the nephew and get an update yeah. on
2: baby watch well we're uh i said we're in the home stretch before but now we're like three quarters of the way to the home really plate. really home stretch yep
1: uh <laughs> yeah Plus, this week is 39
2: it will be on saturday and rock and roll um, we have a hard date for inducing if he doesn't get there but it's he's still trending to be earlier than his due date which the due date was originally november 18th we're thinking within a week here i'm sure your wife is very excited to get it over with (laughs) yeah well that and and terrified because you know the whole giving birth thing is not easy. yeah
0: that whole the worst pain Uh, she's ever probably felt yeah yeah, whatever
2: well maybe the second worst um she did have such horrific calcific tendonitis in her shoulder, and then started looking it up. And the case that she had, they said, may have may have equaled or topped uh giving birth so well after this we'll find out we'll ask her and be like so what do you think
1: so exciting that's
2: the very first question <laughs> you should ask her actually no, i, t- it I will get slapped not- in the face
1: <laughs> right in the face <laughs> rightfully so <Okay. laughs> not compare with yourself
2: nope. oh yeah no i won't i will never do that no,
1: you've never done anything close. that's nope. funny that's nope, funny
2: no nope. way worse than anything that's happened to me
1: you haven't told us what's going on with you mark and you yeah, can't get mark. out of it not a goddamn thing moving on no <laughs> Um,
2: this is the fastest show ever.
1: Yeah, I know. Fastest <laughs> <laughs> show ever. Time to go. I mean, so we
0: had uh, the the brokerage had the masquerade ball last weekend. That's Lots a huge fucking of thing. How great! How okay. great did you
1: look? Oh, I looked awesome.
0: Send uh, a picture for the website. Okay. I will. I will. I'll send out some pictures, and uh, I I still have to do a little highlight reel for everything that happened. But it, no, it was a lot of fun. We we raised twenty two thousand dollars for Operation Stand Down Rhode Island, which is yeah. which is great. Very so. Cool. It was uh, all in all, it was
1: a success. Nice And fun was had by all. Was whiskey had by all? Maybe. At least by Mark. <laughs> anyway, it's let's good. get to know it's our good. guests
0: a little better, shall we? Now, yes. Mr. Oak James, you've lived in the Raleigh-Durham area for many years now, and much like the majority of those residents, you are not originally from that area. So tell us the big differences about living in North Carolina versus New York. Sell us and all the ballers out there why we should visit. It's delightful.
3: The weather is very moderate. You know, when they call for a big year of snow in the Triangle region where I am, uh, that means we'll probably get like two snowstorms, and everything will <laughs> shut down for like a day because there's an inch of snow. We'll sled outside, <laughs> no one knows what to do with it, and then it'll disappear.
1: For those that don't know, why
3: don't you
0: elaborate what the triangle region is?
3: Uh, yeah, so the the triangle is named after the Research Triangle Park, which is uh, basically in the Durham area, um, mm-hmm. right near Raleigh. But uh, we're in the Piedmont area, so we're a few hours to the mountains and a few hours to the coast. Um, so you've been down there other, for like
1: 20, year, 20 years now?
3: When Mark was saying that, I was like 2003. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs>
1: holy crap. Wow. So now I've you're more of a southerner years. than you are a New Yorker. That's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> wow. <crazy. laughs> Do yeah. you still laugh, Ooh. though, when they, um, they get, like, the whole town shuts down with... Four inches of snow i honestly embrace it and enjoy it like you know
3: it's funny to me but it's like all right like i'm good for a snow day like i don't need to you know head out
2: at least you're far enough north still to where you can have a snow day right you go too much further south and that just doesn't happen
3: uh yeah correct yeah it's our area is kind of interesting in the way the the weather patterns go because we get more ice than snow Um, Mm. So most of the time when there's snow, it's going to translate into some sort of icing um, that night.
2: It's more dangerous. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it can be. Um, We have, man, I'm guessing it was like 12 years ago. There was like an epic uh, ice storm that kind of the weather people screwed up and didn't didn't forecast it appropriately. And, it hit at like four o'clock in the afternoon and it, it took people like eight hours to get home. Um, oh during shit. The commute. Yeah. It was epic bad. Oh no. So whenever you see, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but you know, there's always like the memes about like, we need uh milk bread, right? Because the grocery stores get like ronced as far as like milk and bread. But there's, like, pictures of the ice storm, and people put, like, uh, AT-ATs walking around, and the, uh, the abominable snowman, like, wandering around. <laughs> because, like, they show, like, all the cars, like, over on, the, like, the side of the road and stuff, and there's snow, it's... But it was real. Like, people just, like, had to get out of their car and, like go find shelter i
1: don't even get concerned Damn. when it snows up here because it's just always handled pretty okay and i can always pretty much get where i want well new york knows
0: and, how to handle the snow I mean, we it you just
1: spend a whole shitload of money on ice and highway repair right. oak were you in the car with me that time we were going backwards in a snowstorm on 87 at 50 miles an hour <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> we we're driving somewhere <laughs> i gotta tell the story now we were driving somewhere I, during a snowstorm, I think it was a fraternity event, and I had to get somewhere. And so we got in the car. I think I had Sam. I figured I had somebody else, but maybe not. I remember very clearly fishtailing, losing the back end, and going backwards for a little while, and seeing another car next to me, and it was like a movie. And then I just stopped, and nobody was around me, and I was like, holy shit, I'm alive. And, and, you know, and we moved That's up.
3: creepy. Yeah. Nope. The only time I've been in a vehicle uh, driving backwards at high speed where that was not intentional was with Jason Miller nice
0: oh uh, yes i love how you had the disclaimer oh, that wasn't intentional <laughs> that means because that means you've driven at high speeds reverse right, intentionally at, at least once <laughs> you haven't done that you're not living right not living.
2: <laughs> that was the only way i could do donuts in my remember the old purple car that i had that was like a piece of shit cavalier but it looked awesome
0: yeah That's i remember that shit. car I mean, it,
2: it, it kind of looked crappy too but it it's it's fine i owned it but no that thing you could uh it had enough low end uh, torque that you could just rip in reverse and then hit the e-brake and it would go and do a 180 spin.
1: It's a great story, Pete. I
2: don't
1: know. <laughs> totally compelled. It's
2: all I got, man.
1: We're <laughs> always
3: awesome. Don't move here. We already have enough people.
2: <laughs> I love it. Come visit. Don't stay don't exactly. don't visit awesome. we don't want D- you. i did i did say no, why no, we should visit, visit not live here
3: stimulate our economy that's fine oh, oh yes right.
2: that is true and uh, enjoy being stimulated speaking of visiting places uh like that segue hey one of segue! Segue! my yes one of steps in my favorite light. place what like this is a segue i don't know that was dumb something, something better more hockey that.
1: aggressive Segway. Segway. segue <laughs> all right it's better Bye.
2: One of the steps of my favorite places we've traveled to is none other than Iceland. Uh, we didn't get to stay long enough uh, because we thought we could do a trip to Croatia in the same week, which was ridiculous. Um, and thus, we really want to go back. But the next time we do, uh, we'll have our little dude with us. Uh, so I'd love to get your take on the time you went to Iceland with wife and son in tow and toured the country in a small camper. How was that? And uh, did the style of travel, transportation, and lodging enhance the experience, completely ruin it, or something in between? And what should we go see that is not in all the tour books?
3: We did one of the uh, camper vans, as you hear about uh, through all the influencers in Iceland. That was awesome. The only thing is, the van we had, like it had like a bed, the extra bed it had uh, for stone had like probably like 18 inches of headroom, like off the ceiling. Stone thought it was, like, the coolest thing ever. But it also means <laughs> that he was, like, four feet off the ground. But he was older, so there was, like, no concerns about, like, him, like, spilling onto the ground. How mm-hmm. old was he, he, was he Still young enough. I think it was two years ago?
2: Yeah, it was a couple like of years ago.
3: It now. was, yeah, it, maybe it was right before COVID occurred. So maybe it was just over three. But he was small enough where he thought that was amazing. Like, he had enough room. He <laughs> yeah. knew he couldn't, like sit up but he enjoyed being higher than everybody could like kind of like survey the whole situation when we were parked Uh, but the camper van was awesome Okay, and traveling around especially with the weather in Iceland it actually translated awesome because uh, you didn't have to worry about getting wet like trying to set up like a tent and getting rained on Uh, because we ran into rain probably just about every day uh, yeah, so that, that, that really helped. Overall, though, if you, uh, my personal opinion is, I would go back to Iceland to go do like some of the hiking trails and stuff. Uh, I would not return to Iceland uh, anytime soon as a uh, just straight regular tourist. Okay. I found the the food incredibly bland and boring, and overall culture was pretty boring
1: too. Like it was just blah. you've been a lot of places, I mean, just for mm -hmm. people who don't know you.
2: Yeah, yeah, you traveled.
3: Yeah, I've been to a decent amount of places and it's like one of the places where I can't believe how hyped it gets or how Mm -hmm. bad the food is. Like the food (laughs) was just like, ugh. now I did get some good food and some good beer while I was there. It was not easy to find, you know, like Mm -hmm. you had to really seek it out and like target it. All right. Like
1: segue but just like, cause I'm a segue. Curious, a now, segue? That you, now that you brought it up. Oh, so all the places that you've traveled to, what has the best food? Japan. Japan. That's, like, hmm. that's kind of what Japan's I figured Japan's food you'd say. is
3: amazing. What you think of as just like sushi and, you know, like white sauce on rice and stuff is completely wrong. Like it's, it's hmm. incredible. know. Yeah. I'd imagine yeah, they elevate the, that
2: beyond what we can imagine.
3: um, not necessarily that they elevate, they just, they do a really good job. Like, they're they're very into uh, food, but, like, Japanese culture is awesome also. Uh, mm. But we traveled, like, a decent amount. Like, I still haven't seen, like, a ton of Japan. Japan is rather huge. You don't... Japan, Japan is like a pretty large country. It. Yeah, you don't think about that. It's got yeah. mountains
0: and everything. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I was able to easily find good food, and you know, like all over it's just incredible and their worst ramen is like pretty much better than most of her really, really amazing ramen here, like it's, <laughs> it's well, it's, it's been Americanized you know, not, over here, right? Yeah. It's just it's the same thing with a lot of other cuisine. It's the one country that my family talks about probably at least once a week about wanting to return to like really, really soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
1: It's Stone like the arcades. <laughs> What's that? I'm sorry. St- Stone like the arcades.
3: Uh, he loved the arcades. He loved the food. He just roll.
1: he loved everything. That trip looked amazing. It it was incredible. Speaking it, it, of what I remember from that trip, it, it, from from your pictures, um, what was the weirdest chips you had? Because we were collecting some weird chips for a little while. Ooh. Uh <laughs> there, were, there were several
4: <laughs> I know
1: and
3: that's that's like one of the things that I I enjoy because they're like hey let's put these two things together and see what happens you know like they'll throw it against the wall and sometimes it works and sometimes it's just utterly terrible but you're like all right it was a cool experience why not think of a specific one I I can more remember the situation of being on a Shinkansen, like trying some of the snacks and remembering like a hideous snack. And then I remember eating um, a uh, bento uh, out of a mug that has Godzilla like on the side of it. And that food <laughs> was like really good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's the mug. Okay, back, it, back it up a little bit. It's pretty good size,
3: right? Yeah. And it was full of rice, and this had, like, octopus chunks on it. And it was fabulous. Wow. That's cool. Bentos, they have, like, specific stalls, like, in the train stations where you can buy them and eat them, like, while you're riding on the train. And it's... Every time, it's, like, you buy two or three, because you're like, ah, one might be bad. Like, I have some backups, (laughs) and you're trying to... Yeah, it's... Interesting. 100% 100 Japan.
2: So the answer to my question of like, what to see when I go back to Iceland is go to Japan instead.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Take a small detour just just to to Japan. Swing it
2: back around.
1: So Pete, seriously though, um, maybe not when he's won, but what is your first big trip idea? I know you guys have Uh, one. I mean...
2: I haven't really thought Family too much trips. about that yet, honestly, because like we, we don't we don't know him yet, right? When we get when yeah. we get to meet him, we see what well, I mean, find out how the baby travels. Like. Of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right?
1: I remember yeah. you like had him inside of a tent, you, like made sure he didn't get away oh. when you went camping oh. when he was less than one. Amazing. Oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh way less than one.
3: Hmm. We had a uh, basically it was like a baby crib, but it had like an inflatable uh pad for him to sleep on. Then you could zip him inside of it, so like he couldn't cool. like get away. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, once he was like starting to get bigger, I have like Godzilla Stone like try to break out of the cage.
1: <laughs> it was
3: pretty funny. <laughs> but speaking about uh, like awesome memories and stuff, as far as like camping with a little one, mm-hmm. when we went to uh, Pat Guichel's wedding, Stone went with us. And the week before his wedding, we camped in Yosemite nice. and Yosemite has, uh, bear boxes. Cause I don't know if you guys are familiar with Yosemite, but they have like a major, uh, bear issue as far as like breaking into cars to mm. get to coolers and picnic baskets. <laughs> um, Just like Yogi. Like they will literally like hop on the car to blow out the windows to get to coolers because they know what the coolers look like. So Damn. all the campsites uh in the Yosemite Valley, uh not backcountry, but actual like drive-in campsites, they have uh bear boxes, which are these metal boxes that you can close. And if you guys have been to the like the state parks and stuff where you have to like stick your fingers in to like press a latch in order to open the door. Uh, To like throw away trash, similar like with the bear box. Well, so this bear box is like probably like two feet deep and four feet wide. Well, there's pictures of like stone, and uh, he wasn't walking yet, he was just crawling. And we called him Dirt Baby. So like, that. he was like crawling around in like the dirt, getting all dusty. And then he found like the bear box and he thought the bear box was like the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Like it was like his like palace of <laughs> solitude. So like he
1: would crawl in there and like chill in there. That's amazing. So yeah. Awesome. And sort of bring us way back for those who don't know, Mark, Pete, Oak and I all lived together throughout most of college. Uh, one of my favorite parts about living with Oak was his hidden liquor cabinet that he built into the closet on moving day every year.
2: Revolving um, liquor cabinet.
1: So, tell us about the birth of that idea. Did you ever have to pay off an RA? And have there been any other interesting builds to get away from specific problems that have come over the years? So, the good news was,
3: there was a door that closed in front of it. So, as long as that was closed, like, the RA was never like, hey, let me look inside everywhere so you just it was like, like in that, that it was in
0: like like that cupboard right is that in where the it, it was yeah 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 that yeah. 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 it was like oh we can, we can admit that now that it's been 25 years right <laughs> i mean th- yeah no yeah.
2: I, I loved it like it literally <laughs> i swear i remember like opening it like revolving around and there's just this hidden liquor setup on the other side of it
3: i remember i was like mom i need to get some uh i need to get some alcohol for college and she was like all right like let's go to the liquor store and we'll choose what your we want your mom's so cool she's like uh do you,
1: do you have enough here and I'm like yeah I think I'm good I think I'm good, <laughs> think I'm good. <laughs> your mom was awesome <laughs> yeah like a fucking selection you go in right there, there you're like what do you want I'll make yeah. you a drink
2: yep anybody not that we condone that anybody we totally who go to there like, like dude I need to get drunk and you're like uh oh, you've come to the right
1: place <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, that was a, so. I how was, many I pieces did it come. come? Like, let's let's think about the build. Let's talk about it.
3: I think it was kind of like a large. Squ- I think it was like squares on top of squares on a lazy susan. I remember the lazy it's susan. been a while, I remember the lazy susan. Yep.
2: Yeah, that that's what I remember—the rotating part. Okay, so it was a lazy susan. Well,
3: it's it's like a spice rack, right? Like yeah. you mm-hmm. don't want to have to struggle to find the stuff in the back.
0: you to you know, right.
3: have a plan.
0: That's right. Did, that, uh, did you have one of those in Nason too? Or was it just in Sharp? We can that fit shit in, in
2: that Nason dorm room.
3: There was... Our, our big thing in Nason was having like that small um, cube fridge. And I can't remember if it was Pete's or uh, it wasn't Noah's. Mine. Okay, so I think it was Noah's, right? <laughs> and that, that was like the blig splurge. Until Pete and uh, Noah were like, yeah, you know it'd be awesome? Let's get a half stack and bring that in.
2: That was (laughs) all Noah. so
3: much room.
2: (laughs) No, no. I I remember that being, um, he's like, hey, guys, can I like bring my amp? And we're expecting this little like practice amp. So we're like, sure. So then all of a sudden we hear like two people rolling this giant thing in. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it's just said (laughs) the the Noah on top of it. What is this? A little background here.
3: Our year of college. Uh, was apparently like a huge spike in acceptance. Yes. And, and who they actually allowed to come in.
1: Yes. They and were over by taking... probably a third. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So they took. Well, it, it, it was mainly on the women, right? On the female side, right? It was a
2: push for both, I think. But yeah. It was a
1: push for both. Okay. I mean, Sharp was fully, or er, Crockett was fully triples. Mason yeah. was fully triples.
2: I think we were yeah. like four to one women instead of the usual five to one. <laughs> Or sorry, four to one guys to women than compared to the usual five to one.
3: They took yeah. what, what would normally be doubles, and they were like, "Ah, we'll just make it a triple." Yeah, like we'll put no those guys in a bunk bed, and this guy will just sleep over his uh his, his desk. desk.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, totally fine, totally no fine. problems at all.
2: Yeah, so that's right. Yeah, I somehow had a home theater set up in there, hooked up to <laughs> Noah, Noah's computer monitor. Uh, Noah had the amp. And then Oak had like his own Oak cave underneath and his you bed. And you best. had your sneakers. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They, well, they had to be left outside that after That was a while.
3: against the Geneva Convention. <laughs> <laughs> like Pete, Pete was like, oh, yeah, no, like it's fine. I remember he came back and we were like, Pete, those cannot be in this room. And he's like, but, but they're my shoes. Like you can yeah. hang about the window bed. I don't care. No. That's
2: well, because I spent a week doing nothing but running around the trails of Lake Placid so and that is that is why same, he was deemed stinky shoes. pete yep i mean i came back in amazing out shape but just Steve uh, oak
1: lived together freshman year
2: yep with another with the, guy with a roommate noah
1: who was very very large like we're not tall men but Noah is a Noah is a tall man
2: he's a pretty big well don't forget i grew up with my cousin doug who was five feet tall when we were like five years old and Doug's so, a giant hey doug yeah, doug, doug, is, doug a is a man's man
3: Man, I do want to uh, give kudos to Pete. He did actually change his sheets, though.
2: Oh, yeah, I did.
3: <laughs> would you have like, noticed
0: what? with the stinks of the the shoes, though? <laughs> oh. Oh.
2: No, my my problem was the was then eventually I would just stop like putting laundry away. My closet was just the, the floor in my third of the room. <laughs> <have> bad. <laughs> I'm much better now.
1: 18 year old men are gross. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs>
2: all right, everyone. Shall we kick off this
1: shindig? <laughs> Hell yeah.
2: Let's do it. I got a first topic. I actually don't. But I just thought I'd distract you all long enough for me to come up with a first topic. And I still don't have it.
0: But I think that's the first topic. As as the leaves change color, by the way, most of this, uh, my copy, has been brought to you by ChatGPT uh as the leaves change color and the air turns crisp i can no longer say that it's early in the nfl season as we enter week 10. for those that Uh, follow the show john and i are fans of two storied franchises the new york giants and the new england patriots who find themselves in a season of discontent the giants who surprised everyone last year by making the playoffs are now navigating through a labyrinth of losses Meanwhile, the Patriots, who once dominated the gridiron under the steely gaze of Bill Belichick and the precision of Tom Brady, are now facing the unfamiliar sting of defeat, searching for a new identity in a league that has caught up to their to their tactics. For fans of these iconic teams, the season has has been a test of loyalty and patience as they hope for a return to glory's days past. So, everyone, mainly John, which team would you rather be right now, the Giants or the Patriots?
1: (laughs) <laughs> would rather be the giants mark Both and I were two just, and seven okay so mark and i were just talking about this um before we started um because i am firmly in the camp of we need to cut and run from mr danny dimes um but we just gave him 40 million dollars and so what do That's you fine. do when you spent 40 million dollars on pants that don't fit you anymore right I And mean, just i think that that is a real bad problem to have the giants also See, I read a stat recently, or recently, last season, um, that the Giants have the worst um, by record front office in the NFL because they don't have, um, they're like years from first round draft picks are like less than five um, that, that they stay on the team. So, I just what? i don't think they're. Yeah, no, no, like they get <laughs> what well, like, well, you just said. I didn't understand. Oh, they don't. It, it, the they they least don't resign of their, their draft rookies. picks
2: that stay, especially first got rounders. It. Yeah, yeah. Got right. it. And got so him.
1: they're picking folks that aren't panning out, you know, like fucking Danny Dimes, who was like eighth in the draft from a. But they resigned school, Danny Dimes, was, so that must have been a success, right? <laughs> I think they just wanted they wanted him to be a franchise quarterback <laughs> and he's definitely, definitely not. New York sports has been really interesting to um, a lot of the fans are sad for him that he never really got a chance. And there's some arguments to that. But I think the Giants are just in a shit space right now. And Me, you guys never should have been drafted so high.
0: Yeah, there's never, there's actually ever, there's talks ever. about Belichick getting fired.
2: I've heard this now, now. I was hoping you could shed some light on this, Mark.
0: I honestly don't think the crafts would actually fire after everything that they've been with him. I don't think they would fire a midseason. The end of the season might Bill be Belichick. a different story.
1: Uh, and I, I, I think don't, you ask Bill Belichick really kindly off the. I record think he to resigns. Retire. I think he yeah. resigns. Oh, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't think he's going to retire. I think he he's he would still coach again. In fact, there are talks that the Browns might want to get. Or uh, I don't know. There's a, no. I'm sorry, not the Browns. The Commanders uh, mm, would want okay. him. He's coaching. If he happens to get let go, Um, yes, I I think that's why I had the Browns on the on the mind. So Browns on the mind. I had Browns on the mind. (laughs) Uh, We'll 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 see what happens. I personally think Belichick can still coach, but he is not a good GM. Like he needs to hand over the reins of of GM to someone else, at least on the offensive side, because they just have not had very good picks when it comes to, especially for wide receivers. Uh, they just haven't had a lot of good ones. I mean, he's he's good at picking defense. He, he's good at picking running backs. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. so we'll 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 see what happens with Bill. I I firmly think that
2: I I think the crafts are gonna give him one more year. Personally, mm. Mark, would you be sad or excited if if he is like when he's done, his time is up? Or a little ball. you
0: know. I'll. I don't, I don't think I'll be either, really. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's gonna. Be, it's. I, I'm very thankful for the, the for Belichick bringing six Super Bowls to the Patriots. I mean, that's that's gonna be. And he and 300. He got 300 victory uh, with with the Pats too. They haven't all been with the Patriots. Excuse me. He is up there as one of the best coaches in, in all time NFL history. At a certain point, though, you have to you have to kind of admit that you got to go, right?
3: Yeah. I was gonna ask, like. Doesn't he at some point decide like, hey, maybe I shouldn't go all the way to rock bottom before I leave?
0: He is. So <laughs> with be, the greats, smart, they, yeah. have a, they have a hard time letting go. You saw that with Michael Jordan, who should have retired after hitting the game winning uh, jump shot in, in uh, game six and not, and of the two. Baseball? Well, even even after that, he okay. he against the Jazz, he hit the game winning shot in the Remember. in the finals. Uh, he uh, should have ended his career right there and not played for the Wizards. Yes, Wizards. But the just Greats just have a hard Wizards. time giving giving up. Uh, I and I think Belichick is Belichick is stubborn right now that he wants to. He's determined to win a Super Bowl without Brady.
1: Well, but I mean, I think that's the only reason do, do, why Belichick. Is the still question, doing it. right? And that was the question when Brady left. The question was, was the team Brady or Belichick or a combination of the both of them? And I think that it was proven pretty emphatically that it was Brady. I, I don't think the team has been good without Brady, like at all, just
0: because he won the, the year after he left the pay uh, the that is not a just mean because, it was Mark, just Brady
1: that is empirical
0: evidence that he he, on on he was. Mediocre. Built, he was built up to Tom Brady. He went on another because of that. Had he been Tom Brady team yeah, had, had he had he be, had it been like the I don't know the 1999 Tom Brady that had been on a different team, would he still have won six Super Bowls? Probably not.
2: No, maybe he, not. Don't but no. I I don't I would know say if, it's 70 30 Brady Belichick. And yeah. that and that's him. that's still saying that Belichick is a great coach. You're right.
0: I think the I think but, the first three
1: were Belichick and the last three were, were Brady. That's mm-hmm. what I think it, what it that's what it was. Could be. I mean I what I was the, the record problem? um when when the when the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl? What was the Patriots record? Like it wasn't good. They
2: were. I forget, the Patriots, but they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs two years, right? Without Brady, at least. No, just just one. I th- I thought it was the first year Brady. No, you're right. It was Brady's last season, right? Twenty uh, nineteen.
0: I think so. Brady because they had the, the Cam. Then, right? They had
2: the Cam Newton year. Yeah.
1: Which I don't believe they made the the playoffs then. And then they, they, they had Matt Jones. Yep. And then they okay, had Matt yep. Jones. Twenty six and thirty. The Patriots have been since Brady left.
0: You know, how, what what, what, and what were the Giants' record in those four a years? Lot.
1: A lot, zero and uh-huh. zero. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're terrible. The Giants have been bad at football since they beat so you guys. So let's
0: ha- let's have a let's have a third party perspective, Pete. Which yeah. team would you rather be uh, affiliated with right now, the Giants or the Patriots? Uh, so
2: nice. um, <sighs> Come on, man, It's Giants, easy. Do I do I have the permission? Don't get to, that New York to, Influentum. Do I have <laughs> the permission to sack the front office structure of both when I take when, when I root for each one? You don't have to root for him. (laughs) Okay. Well, which one? would I which would you
1: rather be a part of?
2: I mean, if if I'm I'm talking, I
1: states in their current states.
2: I'm a little bit partial to Dable, and I feel like he's got the raw into the stick with terrible management and terrible uh, personnel being picked for him. So the and it's really the only reason because Dable is the young up and coming, this the the fresh mind, offensive minded in an offensive league. Unfortunately, as great as Belichick is in a brilliant mind he's the old guard and he's mm-hmm. also he is like the old guard over 70 years old at this point. So for longevity of the franchise, I, I, I think I'd the Pats would have been in a
0: much better position had they not lost their two
1: best defensive players for the year too. But yeah, I no, mean, they, they
0: wouldn't be a playoff team, but they would be better than
1: two and seven. Giants right. are going to lose Wink Martindale this week, this year too. He's done a totally get a new job. Like everybody's been looking at him.
2: I, I feel I like, like, like you get my, the giants with a good, good quarterback and like just one or two hits on some, he hasn't done the some best some job as
1: DC. <laughs> no, no, I still like him.
2: But you can find a new DC.
1: Actually, honestly, I'm going to think about it. There are a number of um, bright spots on that line, and a lot of them are rookie linebackers. So I am not sure that's true.
2: We'll see. Mm. We'll see what happens. In a world where there's a next
1: topic. And to keep going down the train of terrible football teams, probably the worst game of Thursday Night Football this whole season is going on right now. <laughs> right now. The one in 7 <laughs> Carolina Panthers facing it <laughs> off against the hapless 2-7 Chicago Bears. I think the interesting story of tonight's game, however, is the Caleb Williams lottery. And while it makes sense that the Bears and their fans want to lose the rest of the season's games, uh, the blockbuster trade that got... The Panthers, the one pick, and Bryce Young last year involved a first-round pick that now belongs to the Bears. So, in a Danny Dimes-less style season for Bears fans and (laughs) and the 1-8 and Arizona Cardinals looking to steal the prize, who should they root for tonight? Do the Bears use both first-round picks to build up around Justin Fields, or is it time to cut and run to the next man up? I am
0: and will always be a big fan of Justin Fields. I was hoping the Patriots were going to draft him And not Mac Jones, Uh, unfortunately. Mac Mac Jones Jones fell to the Patriots, but because Justin Fields went to went to the Bears. But I I don't think the Bears should give up on Justin Fields. The poor guy has been through in in three in three years. He's been through I think three different offensive coordinators, two different head coaches, and none of them have been really all that good. Uh, Now he had glimpses or glimmers of pretty good. Uh, footballing last year and he seems he seems to have digressed a little bit but again brand new head coach and I I don't know I I personally don't think the Bears should give up on Justin Fields however I kind of feel like they will
1: there's a lack of good skill players um, and even even the work that they did for dante Foreman and um, DJ Moore they just don't seem to be using them no mm. and it's I think it's a bad those, scheme it's a bad scheme yeah. I think so too. I think that the team is not managed well. It doesn't call good plays and the idea of last year where Justin Fields could just run around everybody, well they just decided to stack the line and hurt him and now yeah. he can't
4: now he can't. <laughs> you know?
1: So they're not I mean like what is his name? Sean Johnson, who is a rookie this year. He's was playing okay, but he's not that good. It's um, so just a lot of not that good players.
2: This is a league of impatience. So yeah, I don't think he's going to last past this season, unfortunately, even though I, I think they should give him, but what do you, what do you do with them?
1: What him. do you do with them? Do you trade him? Yeah. I mean, he's still on a rookie contract though, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. How him. does that even work? You can oh, still trade a rookie. Uh,
2: yeah, you yeah you could definitely trade a rookie. It's I mean, it's just you'd have to trade it to a team who sees something in him and is ready to pay him in another well, year or so. Who I
0: mean, because the Bears are so mismanaged, they might keep him on as a backup, but he'd be yeah. a very overpaid backup because this will be the fourth year of his rookie deal, which gets a little bit high.
2: Yeah, but in a sense, it's something. So, they can not quite Stanley Dimes money, but. It's, it, yeah. But it's easy to walk away from it. Yeah, the both you and too. I would love to
0: have Justin
1: Fields on the, te- on the teams, right? I would, by the right? way. Right?
2: He'd be an upgrade for both for both the Patriots and the Giants right now.
1: Yeah. I think the real problem is that nobody's worse than Arizona. Arizona went into the season knowing they would want to try to win the. But Caleb Arizona is
0: going to, they're starting Kyler Murray. Yeah, Kyler
2: Murray this back. Week. Yeah. He's not going to want to uh, lose on purpose.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's Unless, true. Unless he decides that he's gonna be a terrible quarterback again. I don't yeah, what's really <laughs>
1: weird about this game, I keep glancing at it right now, is that both teams look like they're trying to win and neither of them should. Well, like, keep in mind, no, Chicago should win, right? Because if they
0: beat Carolina, that just sends Carolina like up higher on the draft board and that's the pick that they get.
2: Okay, right. I, I wanna put this to Oak in, in running terms. So, Oak, you have a, you have, say, you're like, you had a great running season last season, okay? Like you, you did pretty good but this manager of yours is like, yo, your ceiling's so much higher. I need you to tank these races all the season on purpose so that you can be the first one to be up for this new pair of hyper running shoes that might make you even better for the future. This
1: metaphor, this metaphor is really, do you do it really on purpose?
2: Driving. Do you, do you, do you throw races basically to, to, for a chance to be in to draft these amazing running shoes that are in like a super <laughs> secret lab that'll make you run faster. Or do you say, screw you? I'm, nah, that'd, I'm, be awful. I, that'd be, off. That'd be awful if character. that's how running worked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, you only get better equipment if you do worse. Pete, is that how running works?
1: Because <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> Not really, but just go with it.
1: Mark
3: and John are like, wow, running is corrupt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. It's almost uh, like cycling. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty bad. It's, it's almost like yeah. the NFL. Well, they're, they're
2: working with billions of dollars, right? Yeah, I guess I I could have brought that into it too.
1: So, like, another question about the Caleb Williams lottery is what does Caleb Williams do? I mean, can't he can even elect, right? I mean he won't because he won't want to pass up the getting paid and being the number one pick, but Yeah, he'll he still get he all his
0: NIL deals and he doesn't in, necessarily want to be in a bear either. I mean or he could pull
2: <laughs> he's what got a to John Elwood when he got drafted, he was like, I'm not a football player, I'm a baseball player. What are you talking about?
0: Yeah. <laughs> keep in mind when you're the number one pick you automatically go to a bad team yeah Yeah. right so he should get over himself on that I guess
1: that's the thing too Um, if you look at the NFL right now I mean there's a lot of number one pick quarterbacks who have made their team better and a lot of their names rhyme with uh, Joe Burrow or Manning
2: or Brady actually they were already pretty good Brady wasn't a number one pick (laughs) no he wasn't (laughs) number 199 an introduction to the next topic.
0: So it's time to break John's heart further. Now, title number 28 seems so far away for the Yankees as skipper Aaron Boone's strategic moves are starting to feel more like a noob, like uh, like me playing Counter-Strike for the first time. That's a true story. While Brian Cashman's front office maneuvers have some wondering if he's trying to assemble a baseball team or a very expensive jigsaw puzzle with a few pieces missing. I, I laughed when GPT came up with that one. Um... <laughs> It seems so long ago since the hazy memories of Aaron Friggin' Boone and the GM of the last baseball dynasty. Meanwhile, the Mets just signed Carlos when Mendoza. He hit that home run, Mark, do you, fuck, you, fuck, you, fuck
1: do you do 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 do?
0: Meanwhile, the, the Mets just signed Carlos Mendoza away from the Yankees after he spent ten seasons with the Bronx Bombers. So, everyone, how mad should Yankee fans, mainly John, be after losing their bench coach to the Mets? And Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman still have their jobs. I don't
1: fucking know. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't know. I read an article about that today that um, some sports writer was like, wow, Brian Cashman has life because he he talked like he was angry He talked like I mean, the problem, I guess, is that um, Hal Steinbrenner still isn't reading the room. He's not. And is he even paying attention? No, I mean he said a bunch of stuff that didn't make any sense. And Brian Cashman, while being upset, is still talking like it doesn't matter, like it was just a fluke, like the team is actually good. And I think the whole thing is a mess, really. Please.
2: Is he just in denial, or is he just well, trying? to... Well, he's a rich guy
1: fl- making rich guy decisions, and I don't yeah. think he understands.
2: How are how does Aaron Boone and Brian Cash still have their jobs? How did
0: they still have their jobs? They have, Aaron Boone hasn't really done anything good as a Yankees manager, and Cashman has kind of just skated by for a while, and then they found out how he really uh, does his job. So, how are they still working?
1: Why? The Yankees, unfortunately, spent a shitload of money on analytics the last two seasons, and lost sight of how to make a good baseball team, because their analytics team is shitty. Well, that's the problem. Um, that's the problem. Aaron,
0: when, you, when, you, when you just try to tag on to the whole, all the buzzwords going on, like big
1: data analytics, and you right. don't know what that means, then you're just... They don't know what it means. And recently, uh, Aaron Judge made a statement and said that um, the Yankees should focus on RBIs and more stats that matter.
0: Or maybe Ooh. they just focus on multiple stats as opposed to just exit velocity. Right.
1: right? Frankie Montes, not a good pitcher. Joey Gallo, not a good hitter. John Carlos Stanton, he just turned thirty-four. I saw, <laughs> and he's not still, on your, not he's good still on your team. He's still on your team. And unfortunately for the Yankees, they're so stuck in this old style. By the most, I know. You know, by I mean Carlos Rodin, right? Forty million dollars on essentially a janitor i mean he's so bad he should be
0: a janitor he's so
1: bad that's the only job that he can do well right he's so so bad and i don't know why brian cashman still has the job i think brian cashman's failure to act at the trade deadline in the 2023 season is reasons enough to fire him enough
0: but aaron boone i I, cashman did some something at the very least the beginning of when he was a gm what the fuck has aaron boone done
1: lose he's lost are they so, are I mean, they
0: hanging on to him because he hit that home run in the two thousand three ALCS, which I'm totally over by, by the way?
2: <laughs> totally over. Not accurate so, at all. The Yankees Smallest the Yankees ownership. The like the Yankees ownership has the prerogative to fire these people whenever they want, I would imagine, right? So why yeah. haven't they? Because Halloween's like, in oh, George.
3: Pictures
1: talisman george Hal steinbrenner is Blackmail. a weak, weak
2: <laughs> th- it's gotta
0: be at this point it's gotta be at this
1: point <laughs> like
0: there's gotta be some compromising pictures oh, or no. video of house steinbrenner yeah. somewhere that yeah. cashman and boone have they're 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 definitely like uh colluding on on something yeah, we're in this that's together the now, reason why i can think that
1: they still have a job
2: yeah, that's that's a powerful persuasion right there
1: <laughs> i don't know I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. And we're out of time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, boo-boo. How about our next topic? Now for something completely different. Um, on Wednesday, Meta introduced a new policy for grappling with AI's effect on political advertising. So I've been talking (laughs) about this, right? Uh, The rule will require political advertisers around the world to disclose when they had used third party AI software in political or social issue ads to synthetically depict people, events. And so we all remember, in 2016, Facebook was criticized for lack of oversight after the presidential election. And since then, Meta has spent billions of dollars, according to Mark Zuckerberg, uh, working to lessen disinformation and misinformation on the company's platforms. So how do we think Meta cares about honesty and integrity from their advertisers? Uh, Is this just a plan to get ahead of any backlash that will arise from 2024? And do we think other big tech advertisers like Amazon and Google will follow suit. It saves face for them, right? Oh, we're putting forth
0: all these policies now that you have to like, all right, people are definitely going to find their way around it. I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. There needs to be a little bit more regulations with regard, or at least there needs to be some kind of like mandatory warning. It's like the, like a surgeon general's warning. It's like, this is well, not I mean, a real video this or something like this,
1: that. Right. That's what this the following and that's is. That's what they're trying to do. That's what they're up. trying yes. to do. No, I get and that. I totally get on that. The- on the surface, it's very exciting. I, I On think the that surface. that is a very good step. I mean, I think it's a necessary step. So it's really not them doing anything. They're just... How many of us believe that something is actually going to happen, though, right? Good job, Zuckerberg, for
0: kind of putting a solution to a problem that happened four years ago. Is it really going to stop anyone? I have my doubts.
1: I mean, it's not going you know, to I to don't think they care. I trying. don't think they care about being fined. Any of these companies? No, because yeah.
0: exactly, and they're just gonna get. They're they're gonna grab money from everyone's data and yeah, they're not gonna for catch you them
1: all either. Guys, to be thing. aware, because I did look this up. Yeah. Um, Meta currently is hiring multiple AI policy managers at a starting range, probably in Silicon Valley, of one hundred fifty three thousand dollars a year.
4: Dude, that's that sounds really cheap. cheap. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> really cheap. A, that's, that's the first, first thing
3: cheap. I thought hmm. of too.
1: That's <laughs> crazy cheap. Yeah, 153 to 220 for somebody who is essentially going to keep Skynet from happening.
3: Yeah, but think, like, the guy that made the AI is making probably, like, six to eight times that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, and
3: he has a team of people making four to five times that. Meanwhile, the person that's telling AI (laughs) what to do is, like, the (laughs) janitor. (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: it's carlos redone there we go
3: well it's systemically
2: set up right for the ai to succeed and maybe that's their goal they're like no no no, see see we hired a guy to to slow it down well the thing about this whole not giving them the resources to actually do it
1: this whole like circle jerk that's going on in in government and policy with ai right now is that fucking sam altman who is literally a garbage person (laughs) um he goes into congress and he just became guilty (laughs) <laughs> he goes into Congress and he just talks to them. He's like, you know, you guys you really shouldn't trust AI manufacturers. I mean, you should trust me because I was the first, but you really shouldn't <laughs> trust the rest of them. Those guys are trying to steal from you. I mean, so I'm funny. not, but other, the others <laughs> are. So fucking stupid. Do we think Meta even cares?
0: No.
2: no. No. I think people there care, but as a corporation, they don't care.
0: It's a good marketing campaign, right? We're trying to solve the problem, everyone.
2: Meanwhile, give us more money. How about this? They care to appear that they care. I mean, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. Right. Because it's all reputation. Agreed. It's all it's all face. Yeah. No,
0: it's a well, marketing yeah, ploy. Yeah. I am curious to see what kind of videos are, are going to come out, though, like once election
2: season comes full circle. I because am
1: absolutely terrified. Could we at least well, have
2: stuff that's flagged in, in a very like specific part of this stuff is not true, but look at how f- fucking amazing it is or like hilarious it is and like put the well, that's, weirdest that's, that's looniest the thing. ones like, in, that, in that bucket
0: yeah. we're relying on America and Americans to be smart enough to understand what's a real video and what's a fake but mm-hmm. listen you do they do a lot of good things with deep fakes now that they, it looks pretty real right
3: yeah. Uh, yeah no it's it's not based on one of the four of us watching the video and being like that's real this is grandma being like, OK, now I'm going to go watch angry
1: YouTube for six hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, and right. And that's the scary part. Um, the reason Donald Trump got elected in 2016 is because a good portion of middle America is angry, poor and uneducated. And so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you show one of those people who really just want to hear that it's not their fault, that their life is bad. Um something that they believe in, they'll be like, Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's the reason. Yeah. Um, in yeah, my research for this. Go
2: ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say they yeah, exactly. They jumped to the first person that posed as a populist. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even it's not
0: even yeah. fact checking anymore. It's just it's just trying to find someone that confirms your beliefs. Yeah. yeah you've you know, been or, saying this yep. for
1: a couple of weeks now, confirmation bias for sure. Um, I read recently though, um, right now in the Republican primary, Ron DeSantis released a AI generated video. Oh, um no. To smear Donald Trump of him hugging um uh, Dr. Fauci, and I thought that that was really funny because apparently
2: I love that that's the insult.
1: Someone... Oh, yeah, that's the insult. He <laughs> likes he likes Fauci. He just oh, likes God. Fauci. So he's like, "Wow, that guy." <sighs> you know what? DeSantis yeah, just, just is like. You know what we think about the vaccine, right? You guys, <laughs>
2: <laughs> look at this.
1: <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> <We're> so, <laughs> this is truly the darkest timeline, and we are so fucked. Hey, baby, do you want a next topic?
0: So apparently I want to talk more about what's going on in New York a little bit more. But as we recently witnessed history with the New York City Marathon. Now, last weekend, the city bore witness to a breathtaking spectacle as tamaritola i got i hope i pronounced that right with the poise of a seasoned maestro and the legs of a sprinting gazelle that was definitely ChatGPT. there <laughs> broke the all-time record of the five borough race by running 26.2 miles in two hours four minutes and 58 seconds like who can't anyway but that broke the record of jeffrey mutai 12 years ago by eight seconds now uh, a month prior to that Kelvin Kiptum set a world record in Chicago by finishing the race in two hours and 35 minutes. So everyone, mainly Oak, what is different in running that is resulting in record marathon times? And what do we like to wear for our runs?
3: So I'll give the the first actual answer. Drugs! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but it's also great enhancements in nutrition carbon fiber shoes that are amazing the shoes the, yeah the yes drugs. also drugs <laughs> rugs dude it, <laughs> carbon fiber shoes have made some jumps lately okay what mm-hmm. carbon fiber shoes are not brand new at this point so, no. all of the records dropping oh, so, like, insanely lately, it's got to be some other, like, drug or some sort of doping. I still enjoy it, but... hmm
0: Drugs! <laughs> now, as far, as far as I know, I don't, I, I don't know. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Is there really any, like, highly qualified drug testing that goes on with marathons?
3: Uh,
0: there is some but it's but not, not to the like point for like cycling or anything like that it's like did you do not, drugs not g- no all right you're good
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more than that but yeah it's damn close so know? i wrote this question too because hmm. right i knew who the guest was and the, the marathon was this past weekend so i was wondering how fast is a 4.7 second minute mile for 26 miles i mean that feels really fast think that's like a 445 yeah
0: well no it's
3: a little, like less, than that. It's a little less than that no, 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 no. 473 i just did we're breaking the record like for the guy that broke the record at chicago oh, the, two, the two hour one yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. that's like Ooh, what like that's definitely sub four 35 i think, oh, I, think I thought there. it was
2: sub four that's like 15 no, no, seconds faster than i've it's ever not? run a mile in my life <laughs>
3: yeah for 26 no, so no. right yeah just just imagine he can run a full marathon doing that like
2: yeah that's pretty right
3: and he looked freaking good at the end like he didn't look smoked <sighs> uh, The thing that <sighs> have you run that marathon before oak I have not um, is it on your list so an interesting thing hmm? is New York is actually has higher qualifying standards than Boston for getting in it does really it does.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's surprising. So I mean, only, a lot of well, that only, for times, only for
0: times, only okay. for times, not for like uh, fundraising. I think yeah, Boston so is higher than than with fundraising. Mm-hmm. Most people
3: get in through uh, fundraising, or if you're localish to New York, there's a New York Roadrunners program there's where a, there's a lottery, right? Ten races where you can get in. Oh, okay. Plus, there's the lottery. If you do the ten races, basically, if you don't. If you don't quite spend as much as you would, uh, doing fundraising, you can buy your way into the race, uh, through buying races, but Damn. it's supposed to be an amazing race. I had a couple of friends that, um, did it this past weekend, but what's actually most impressive for me with the course record breaking is the runner also ran, uh, London, which was back in April. Okay? hmm Pro marathoners normally only run one to two races, big races a year, where they're actually gonna fully push themselves. They ran one or two seconds faster or slower than what they ran at New York, mm-hmm. but London's considered like one of the fastest races because it's right. so flat. It's so flat. it's it's mm-hmm. very Chicago's impressive. flat too. Chicago's flat too. Chicago's flat. But chicago but not like london weather. flat yeah oh, chicago weather, yeah. has weather issues though this year chicago's weather was perfect i.e perfect. why we saw what we did you know like you
2: don't get conditions better than mm. that mm. um people forget about how important I, that is in running man you run into a headwind and you I mean, you're just gonna be slower it's not even a headwind headwind no.
3: headwind means like no record right Okay. But, you're talking degrees. Like if it's mm, a few true. degrees too warm, you're not going to be able to nope, hit that record. Nope. Right. That's but true. You got to remember these guys are running, uh, at, at this point, they're running at the peak level of human endurance. Right. So mm-hmm, one second per mile, it's 26 it adds seconds.
2: Up. That like, adds that's a up, big yeah. deal. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's true.
3: So you know, like a couple degrees in temperature means he can't run that one second. Like that's, it's a big deal.
2: Yeah. It's amazing, too, that they would, they'd probably have, like, the wherewithal to know that they're a second or two off pace, which is with how much they run. Like, do you have a pretty good idea when you're running, like, exactly how fast you're going without checking your watch?
0: I am not a metronome. I suck at that. Oh, no. I <laughs> I, th- I think regardless of whatever <laughs> pace I'm running, it's always the same pace. And then I look at my my watch and it's like, oh, shit, that was way off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
3: especially like at the really long races like you're running like really hard at the end you're like oh like I'm running this downhill I'm killing it like this has got to be like a nine minute mile like mile 95 and it's like a thirteen (laughs) fifty mile and you're like
2: (laughs) but that hill was or or
3: your pacers with you and they're like yeah man you're killing it like keep it up as they're Mm -hmm. looking at their watch
2: like oh boy oh no (laughs)
0: Oh, to go back on something you said earlier that, yeah, most most runners don't do like a like a lot of big races in a year. Uh, Helen O'Berry is the one is the woman that won the New York City Marathon. She also won Boston. So she yes. had had uh, two big uh, marathons yeah. in a span of six months.
3: Yeah, that that one was pretty interesting like mm-hmm. it, it was pretty exciting to to the see end
0: like, was actually exciting yeah. too at in New York cuz there was yep. it was like a the three woman race and Ooh, she pulled okay. ahead at the very end i think she won by 6 seconds
2: like, how do you even think about being able to sprint at the end of that i mean i guess right you you do there's always a little bit of anaerobic performance in the, most tank. Of the time yeah, that's not. different but okay most it just of the looks time like it's like mile 18
3: <laughs> mile 20 or like in the big pro race, it's like mile 18 mile 20 Someone drops like, you know, an extra 15, 20 seconds off their mile, uh, trying mm-hmm. to break up the pack and break people, but sometimes everybody sticks together and all of a sudden it's a sprint finish.
2: That's like it's,
3: amazing. It's, <laughs> you know, it makes <laughs> it draft saw, in a race right, like you, that for all this oh, time. Yeah, they, and, and what's funny is sometimes when you're, if you're actually watching the broadcast, You'll see some like shit talking between them, as far as like, huh. don't fucking draft me, or like, I did some polling. It's time for you to do some of the polling, like they do in cycling. Yeah, no, hmm. it's okay. that makes sense.
2: I just <laughs> right, think
1: of that or, or I'm gonna kick your knees out. Cause I just f- think of the awesome. um
2: the fun run and the uh, the office episode of the fun run and Amy yeah, Bernard behind yeah. people. Like,
3: <laughs> I was just thinking about that. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's been some pretty amazing stuff uh happening in the marathon world. It's cool. That is cool. I still All gotta
0: right, run. Uh, real 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 quick. Uh is there a specific brand of shoes that you wear, Oak?
2: Clearly the ones he Oak. was tanking for in my scenario, right? <laughs> so
3: <laughs> shoes depend on purpose, right? Like That's true. Uh what I really enjoy for like tempo runs and faster stuff are actually the Saucony Speeds which are not a carbon fiber plate but a plastic plate.
2: Okay.
3: Uh, okay. Is that like a track that, spike uh, without
2: the spikes sort of.
3: No, no. It okay. it's uh it's got some decent cushioning in and it's got a little bit of spring in the step but it doesn't have as much spring as the carbon fiber version of their Pro shoes. Carbon fiber shoes, they can be rather stiff and mm-hmm. you'll feel them like in the bottom of your foot. Like I don't like carbon fiber short.
2: shoes. I don't yeah, imagine that. That wouldn't be the most comfortable for a long run.
3: But where I was going, Mark, was so that Saucony Speed, I've run not that pair or actually that pair too, but I've run marathon distance in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to mile 20, they're fairly comfortable. At last 10K, my feet are starting to get fatigued. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
3: I have friends that use that shoe and have run 100 miles in it and say, hey, it's awesome. I, I love it. So, well, it's just... They, they, they probably have a
0: different... Yeah. different. Yeah, yeah.
2: Everybody's foot's different,
0: am right? I'm, I'm a big fan of Brooks. A I'm a big fan of Brooks myself. I, I have three sure. different... Uh, version of Brooks shoes. One of them, I have a lightweight one that I use for my races. I have a heavier one that I'll use for you know if I want to just have a little extra weight on my feet. But I'm a I'm a big fan of Brooks myself. You have any of the big cushy ones from Brooks? I I, I have one big cushy one, but and that tends to be the heavier one that I if I if yep. I wanted like you know work on my my pace and and whatnot.
2: I've tried those on. They're they're super comfy, but they're they just felt too heavy for me.
0: I've got heavy
3: shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, you do. Some yeah, of those and are like, shoes. <laughs> or, you know, protecting I, from roots and rocks.
2: Right. Well, yeah, yeah. you do a lot of trail, trail running shoes, so. Yeah, that, that's big.
3: You yeah. need to have a little weight at the trails. Brooks are too narrow for my feet. Oh, mm.
0: they started making wides so. I do more road races, so I I I wouldn't have brooks for trail running. Mm.
2: Ready, set.
1: Next topic. All right, and to get back into football, um, and the story that I've been wanting to talk about at the halfway point in the season, there are or over the halfway point now, um, there are several surprising stories. However, I think one of the most surprising ones is CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans. CJ Stroud, good. Uh, the Texans ended the twenty twenty two season. This is one season ago, three thirteen and one, which earned them Stroud and with the two, uh, second overall pick. Uh, so they're currently four and four winning four out of the last five after starting the season 0-2. And this is mostly on the back of Stroud and his league-leading 14 touchdowns to one interception, as well as 2,270 yards passing and a 62% completion rate. So, with exciting young receivers in Nico Collins and Tank Dell and a somewhat formidable secondary, are the Texans proof that all that is needed in the NFL to be successful is a good quarterback?
0: Yes. I mean, yeah, but they also, you also need a really good head coach. Cause so keep in mind, they have a brand new head coach in D'Amico Ryans, who was the 49ers uh, defensive coordinator last year. Also, a former Houston Texan himself. Oh, I forgot about that. So, I mean, he's definitely, we talk about culture on this this podcast a lot. He has definitely fortified a good culture in that and in the locker room. And people just want to play for him. So I I think that has I, I mean it's being on a successful football team it's all about it's it's all it's it's everything because ev- it's got to be a well oiled machine right everything has got to flow I think that they've done a pretty good job with drafting I mean they had a good amount of draft picks in the last draft as well they so they very bad but between the draft picks and the coaching uh I I mean now are they going to win the Super Bowl of course not but mm-hmm. will they make the playoffs
2: maybe 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 are they in play for the division <laughs> no the jaguars oh, right right are... jaguars never mind never mind they're actually good now i, f- I keep forgetting
0: what they could be a wild card They could be the last wild card
1: yeah they're two games they out might. of the afc i, I mean right AFC
2: now South they look South like right they're now. gonna knock buffalo out of the, <laughs> the playoffs so oh buffalo's fine i don't know uh, i don't know <laughs> buffalo's fine Below 50% chance to make it now.
1: What I think is really interesting, too, and uh, talking about this bad game that's on right now, um, it seems that at least from the stats and the performance that C.J. Stroud is really outperforming Bryce Young in really like a number of stats.
0: He uh, so, so he came from Ohio State. I never gave any merit to any Ohio State quarterback. Ever. There have been some awful Ohio State quarterbacks. But he seems to be kind of the exception to the rule, I think. He's showing a lot of things that he didn't show in college as well. Like a lot of like superior intelligence. Maybe that's coaching. That could have everything to do with coaching. Because who who was this coach in Ohio State? A little bit. I believe it was Urban Meyer. Yeah. Oh that's true. Okay.
3: You guys not keep the best guy in the Ohio world. State. Not the best guy in the world. I'm confused. I've never heard of that of that team i've heard of the ohio state though
0: oh uh, yes it's the ohio state university <laughs> which they have they've been a pretty good college football team and they've uh we're talking about the d1 buckeyes however they've 10? they've never really had a lot of good nfl players they've they've mm. put out some good running backs over the years i was gonna say i've with heard regard- that name before as, but with respects to quarterbacks they've had some awful quarterbacks in the mm. nfl
1: so what's interesting about this whole top, this whole like angle, though, is like we're talking about coaching and um, from Ohio State to the Texans, maybe from less good coach to better. But Bryce Young was on Alabama, Alabama being a college football juggernaut, um, and then coming to the poor, another school, <laughs> another school that hasn't really produced a lot of good NFL quarterbacks. But the poor, poor Carolina Panthers, mm. <laughs> sad panda, right? Sad panda. Sad panda i don't know um i am really enjoying watching the texans play i think that um i think that the the problem that i have with the giants and danny dimes not having any targets i think that uh tank dell and nico collins are excellent targets tank dell also being a rookie this season and nico I, collins being a sophomore
0: I, i'm not a hundred percent that those guys are really all that good i think cj stroud and the coaching is making them that good maybe
2: Maybe I mean yeah, you get the right scheme, it it can.
1: I mean, Collins really, kind of looked especially okay last right year, but he didn't look this good. He looks right, right. really good this year, yeah. absolutely.
0: And Tank Dell, Tank Dell is a he's like a he's like a little mini me. He could fit in your pocket. He's not the the biggest <laughs> cor, uh, wide receiver out there, but he he's making uh, excellent strides. I think this year, and he looks like he's a he's a pretty good
2: player I mean, on another team,
0: good, probably not so much.
2: I don't know if he's a good route runner with good speed. Is he like not that great? Metrical he is a good separation. route runner. So uh, I, I, mean, I was matters. watching.
0: I was watching NFL Live earlier this week, and they were breaking down the game-winning touchdown that Tank Dell uh, caught, and he did a triple move. On mm. it and they broke they broke it down on it. So they he they uh, he he fakes a post, and then he fakes a corner route, and then he goes back into a post. So he's doing he's doing like three giant strides. But right. He's also like moving his head. It was, to was really to fool the sharp. cornerback. To fool the cornerback, <laughs> and nice. the cornerback was was smart enough to understand. It's like, okay, I'm not going to go for your first move. He went for the second move, thinking that he's <laughs> going to do a corner route, and then Tank Dell just shifts right back over to a post, and he's wide open in the end zone. Right. Okay. They they I mean, looked
1: so good. I mean, their defense still sucks, but they five looked really touchdowns.
0: Four hundred and fifty yards. So it's four fifty, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and five touchdowns. And yes, that's right. He was on my bench on one of my teams oh. last week. He was, Tengdale was not on my bench.
1: <laughs> oh, but in our league, he was on,
0: he, I played him, and in fact, he was half my points. And I, I, I ended up, I ended up beating Brandon. Who? Believe it or not. Nico Collins? Damn. No, no, no. Tang, C.J. Stroud. Tang, oh, C.J. Oh, CJ Stroud. Oh, CJ Stroud. Oh, oh nice. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. In our league, CJ Stroud was on my bench. It was another league. I had, I had, I had him Tang on Del mine, on, and he got half I had half Tang on
1: my active rosters. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I beat poor Jeffem. Hey, Jeffem. <laughs> i we'll had one of my worst episode.
0: weeks in fantasy and i i still be brandon because he also
1: had an awful week
2: <laughs> sorry brandon yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey if you're gonna have an awful week do it when your opponent also has an awful hey week. can
1: you talk some smack to tim before we move on for the uh match the, the fight for number one this week why do i need to talk smack to tim he's probably gonna kick my ass he's listening it'll be he's probably gonna kick my ass that's why i didn't bet him a, sc- a bottle of scotch this week <laughs> it is time for the next topic yes no maybe i don't know
0: in the bustling world of technology and transportation autonomous cars are steering a conversation filled with both excitement and skepticism you can definitely <laughs> tell this is not my writing <laughs> holy so- <chat> gpt batman <laughs> society is at a crossroads intrigued by the promise of driverless vehicles that offer a future of hands-free commute commutes and increased productivity yet tempered by caution over the relinquishing of control of, to algorithms and sensors. Now, to this guy, we must be a little bit more open as a society to driverless vehicles to help mitigate accidents due to human error, 94% according to Gitnux, DUIs, hmm. and of course, fatalities involving alcohol-impaired drivers that totaled 13,384 in 2021, Damn. and equates to 1 in 39 minutes on average. So, everyone, what can the government or private companies do to reverse the conception of autonomous driving? Because it is the future. I mean, Less it's dead better people? than a drunk driver. Yeah. What I don't like is the fact that it becomes news when an autonomous vehicle gets to an accident or there heaven forbid, there's a fatality due to an autonomous vehicle. Meanwhile... One in thirty-nine minutes, on average, is killed by a manually controlled vehicle that was k- with a drunk driver. I mean, I why think, is that? Yeah. Why is that not bigger news than an autonomous
2: one person that died from an autonomous vehicle? Well, are we just desensitized to it? See, what uh, I also I think, afraid of Skynet. A little bit. A little bit. Yes, that's We're afraid of <laughs> Skynet.
0: Yeah, a true. little bit afraid of Skynet. <laughs> and keep in I, mind, there there have been some other stories about what what was this in Phoenix. Where a bunch of the uh, autonomous vehicles, like, were on a stretch of road, they just went, cr- they just like went crazy. They couldn't do anything. They were just there was a logjam of autonomous
1: no. vehicles or something like that.
2: Wasn't this the whole we're plot the of Superman three?
1: There were the guys who died in the back of their t- Tesla that was on um, self drive, but they were in the back so, of it. And another they found thing, yeah. the dead bodies yeah. in the back of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, An- that's another not thing. Smart. Uh,
0: Tesla's Tesla's account for seventy percent of all autonomous vehicle accidents.
1: Well, because they could
0: count for 40% the most autonomous.
2: of the
1: EV market. They're 40% of the whole market. Mm. And especially the
2: self-driving most, ones, it's probably yeah. the overwhelming majority.
1: Yeah. I mean, they are really, unfortunately, really, they're the only ones that actually go on their own. Um, because pretty much every other manufacturer, they're like um, self-driving. They still require you to hold the steering wheel. With an assist, yep. Yeah. 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 Our, yeah, our
2: buddy Scott has a, a car with a fancy lane assist thing, right? Right. Right he, he yells at
1: you and it yells at you pretty yeah. quickly
2: actually. but it will and it will steer correct to keep you in the lane, but that's about the extent that it'll do like,
3: like the lane assist is almost standard at this yeah. point
1: like it's yeah, not. that's a standard feature
2: yeah it's it's partial like assisted driving, I guess
1: you could call it yeah, wait for anyone who's Tesla's listening if you like haven't looked up summon vi- summon video or the summon mode summon videos on youtube, they're really fun to watch your car coming to get you in the rain really, really excellent. <laughs> But it's the people have got to kind of get over the maybe get
0: over is a bad way, bad way to put it. We have to be a little bit more open minded I think with autonomous vehicles. I mean right? I think
1: at least one full generation of people also need to die. My dad will never get in a self-driving car. <laughs>
0: that's 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 20 to 25 years. You really think that that's going to happen? Like shouldn't it happen a little sooner?
1: I think that it, it will. there will not be enough. I mean literally I had argued with my dad who is 82. Hey dad um about <laughs> electric cars for five years and i think oh, and fi- what does your dad have now he finally got one because i'm very convincing also my mother was convinced by me and she's the only person he listens to
0: but that's a that's an e- that's an electronic vehicle i'm not even talking about electronic vehicles no, I'm, talking I'm talking about talking autonomous about,
1: driverless vehicles i'm talking about changing the way that giant swaths of the population believe is fact and believe it is the way that it should be and people who believe that I'm a better driver. Meanwhile, yeah. most, uh, a good portion, and I don't know the stats, so I won't say it, but a good portion of driverless vehicle accidents have been driverless vehicles following the rules getting hit by drivered vehicles. Not, yeah, yeah, but that aren't following. Follow follow Again,
0: goes. so 94% of accidents, they say, are caused by, by human error. 94 percent
1: what i would also really really like to see in the let's i like to talk about this the future where self-driving cars is a thing and it definitely happens and it's perfect i would like to see um them be able to communicate on a short area network yes, which i think is absolutely currently very possible no, that's the
0: only the way that autonomous mm-hmm. vehicles i think will work they all yeah. have to talk to each other
1: yeah i think that yeah, that is I mean easy that. with current technology and i think that it'll really i mean you're like hey you're 100 feet away from me i shouldn't crash into you like how easy being able to
0: move over to that now keep in mind in order for that to work you also have an overwhelming majority of
1: the traffic being autonomous vehicles Right. right yeah well i think maybe even a space like a highway like a lane that is autonomous only right easy like most things like electric vehicles um autonomous vehicles are an infrastructure problem um just like electric vehicles currently are an infrastructure problem that we need to think about a solution to um, before it is really widely, widely accepted.
2: Do you make it like the better lane? Like, hey, this is the most direct route or the best way to this place. If you have an autonomous Maybe. vehicle, I you mean, have a better so I'm thinking
1: about, um, have you got, do you guys remember iRobot with Wilson yeah. back, back like 10 years yeah, ago? Yeah. Absolutely. He, called, he calls the car. So let's. I just think imagine. that movie
0: takes place 10 years from now, by the way.
1: Yeah. He calls the car. <laughs> the car doesn't have a driver that's and funny. it comes and gets him. It brings him over into the autonomous only lane because he ha- he doesn't like robots, right? And he- so it brings him over to the autonomous only lane that's going like 250 miles an hour. And it just merges in and it goes. And that's what I envision for autonomous driving. And then I he gets envision- attacked by robots. And then he gets attacked by robots. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The problem is you're, you're always going to have
3: <laughs> dickhead. It's like going to try to drive in the autonomous lane, just like they drive in and out of uh, expressway lanes. Right, right.
0: That's what I don't understand. That's what I don't really like is is the fact that like traffic has become a giant race for everyone and everyone needs to just get to where they're going at the fastest way possible. Mm -hmm. And they don't they don't care about anyone else. What really pisses me
1: off is when somebody pulls a bonehead move to go faster, and they would have went faster if they just, like, zipper merged or, like, drove, like, real people and followed the mm -hmm. rules, because that's what the rules are invented for. Yep. Now, I... I, Mark hit it on the head. It's, you know, people
3: just thinking about themselves and not the greater good.
1: Yeah.
3: Also, um, there has
1: been a lot of, and I think I probably said it on the show, but there's been a lot of, like, science fact articles about talking about what driving looks like in a world where vehicles are entirely anonymous autonomous in a
2: world where vehicles so like, are entirely anonymous i mean autonomous
1: well, you think about it <laughs> if your car drives itself do you need lights do you need windows even right i mean not well, really Well, you
0: probably still need lights because you're going to have pedestrians
1: Oh, yeah. I mean that's, that's kind of important why let's just say we're on the highway I mean just why would you need lights on a just car vehicle I mean like so still you the, never the know the idea the idea because where you have you
0: could, pe- people walking on the highway
1: the idea I mean, where you could be in a car to, if they are. and be you know working <laughs> or you know you play some sort of like uh you know ar game where you're you know driving through a dungeon but I mean people would love that people would love that
0: I love how we went through that entire topic and we didn't really answer the question.
2: That <laughs> reminds me of the time when... Uh, actually, oh, he might well, we'll in, in, in the, the car. Welcome to a Balls we'll
1: talk, everyone. Yeah.
2: Remember? Tangent. Actually, it was freshman year. And remember I was playing a ton of Gran Turismo on, on Noah's computer? Yes. yes. And uh, yes. so he was watching me do and these, like, year. Le Mans races. And then all of a sudden, we're on our way to, like, I don't know, Target or something to, to pick up stuff. And all of a sudden, it was like... He, Noah just starts taking the racing line We're like oh, no, what the fuck are you doing? It's like grand turismo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Like you're That's accelerating crap. on an exit ramp. What are you doing?
1: Pete Monster, next topic. Rawr. In more AI news, this week, uh, and I AI just negotiated a contract for the first time ever, and no human was involved. A British AI firm Illuminance. <laughs> developed an AI system based on its own proprietary large uh, language learning models to automatically analyze and make changes to contracts. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name, but uh, Jaeger Glucina, chief of staff, said the company's new AI is aimed to eliminate as much of the paperwork that lawyers typically need to complete on a day-to-day basis. And so uh, Autopilot is the name of this AI, uh, Negotiating AI, and so, right from opening word all the way through the negotiating terms, and then sending the, it to DocuSign. And so, this is how you get Skynet, right? Do you guys want Skynet? I'm excited uh, about f- getting rid of lawyers. Oh, uh, what? Right? Who's excited about getting Actually, rid of yeah, lawyers?
2: That's well, true. No,
0: I mean, well, I don't think in our lifetime we're ever going to get a real lawyer. Would
2: you so, trade assured mutual destruction for no lawyers? I mean, correct. Probably
1: yeah. What do we think about the continued removal of humans from <laughs> tasks that should involve humans and from business decision making in general? Also no more lawyers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like this is going to end up being two AIs chatting with each other writing up a document. That's the idea. Chatting with each other. Like it
1: That's the idea. And then t- and then take
2: you over the world, right? <laughs>
1: I mean, that's how you get Skynet. Sure. Well, I mean,
2: we won't know they're doing that. That's that's coded into well, their negotiation language in
1: secret.
0: Well, I think we'll find out eventually. When we'll they drop a nuclear bomb, bomb on us. Result, so, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. They
1: realize, oh, humanity is their problem. Because we're, oh, I mean, we're clearly
2: the problem. Oh, <laughs> we're clearly the
1: problem. Clearly we are problem.
2: clearly the problem. A little behind the scenes, I have to read these topics ahead of time, so I'm the only one that knows both sides of the topics uh and and occasionally the guests too. Um when I read this one, I was like, man, could you imagine this is the perfect time for Terminator 2 to have released. And unfortunately, they were like, <laughs> I mean, it's still a great movie, but man, they missed I'm their, surprised uh, they haven't remade They missed Terminator. their target by a good 25 yeah, I know. Did, years. You,
1: did anybody see Creator that came out this year? That's the only AI sci-fi movie that came out this year. But it looked yeah. good. I what didn't do you mean see AI? Actually, I haven't
0: even heard of it. Mission Impossible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why Joe Biden signed that executive order. <laughs> <laughs> that movie came out. I like still a believe. I still believe that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's not scared of his own shadow. He's yet.
0: an 80-year-old man like, watching in the, the White House a movie theater. That he probably thinks it's gonna happen. So I'm gonna <laughs> sign an executive order to make sure
1: it doesn't, even though it probably will.
2: That's amazing.
1: I mean, so last year or the year before, there was an article where um a company invented AIs and then had them conversing with each other and they noticed that as the AIs were conversing they changed their language, changed it, but they were talking in a language they could tell and they started conversing with each other and they were like nope, shut it down, nope we're not having this, (laughs) that really happened right? That's
2: creepy
3: yeah,
2: it's gonna it's only gonna happen to quote Arnold Schwarzenegger, in the panic they tried to pull the plug
1: (laughs) Pete that was so good man do we want more terminator um movies by the way no I
2: I no uh, well I I at least more at least not with terminator arnold movies. Yeah,
1: yeah not with arnold
2: <laughs> well yeah but now you, you can guys, just have ai recreate arnold you guys like no! the show right <laughs> Pete? what's that i would not you guys like arnold. the tv series on fox <laughs> voice acting wasn't there only one season oh yeah of yeah you could have a voice actor that's true What? yeah that um, would work and yes there was, to be uh, honest, two, was two, really, two seasons you're of gonna the show. have
1: ai replace an actor He was really good in Fubar. I really actually liked that movie. uh, I watched uh, one episode of
2: that that and it was, it was stupid on purpose, which I kind of dug. It was funny. Yeah. It
1: was kind of funny. Yeah. And it was Arnold and he was a spy and you couldn't believe it. He's an old ass man, but right. It was a self-aware, self-aware, like
2: 80s style muscle actor action show, but with the daughter as the muscle as well. It was cool. cool. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I,
4: Was Uh, the topic again? Yeah, I
2: I did enjoy the Terminator show. That's that was a question you asked me. Now I remember.
1: Well, I mean, just in general, um, when is AI taking over the world? (laughs) Things are getting invented that are taking humans out of the picture, and I think the um the reason I wrote it is the kind of the 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 humor of an AI firm with lawyers building a lawyer and taking lawyers out of the picture is just very humorous. I think. I think. I think. Unfortunately, it really um highlights the problem with um like chat gpt as a solution like right you have never written those questions as well as that mark but i still like the way you write them better.
0: Oh I do too because right? it's it's listen there's uh there's a whole and you know I I could I could change chat GPT to a little bit more style the way that I usually so, write.
3: So that's where I was gonna go as far mm-hmm. as you could have fed some of your old stuff in through prompts and told it to be,
0: be more like Mark. Yes. Take a few more screw ups. Yes. You know,
2: okay. I, yeah. I,
0: I was very lazy and I just say, ChatGPT write me a 30 on this topic. Yeah.
2: But then we yeah. wouldn't have gotten the great line of what was it like autonomous cars steering their way into the conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's very good to play on
2: well words, isn't it? <laughs>
0: There was one I was like on the on the Yankees one. I was like, "Can you be a little bit funnier?" And ChatGPT came out with, with liquid gold. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest thing with all this is it's happening.
3: Like, there's no slowing it down. It's coming. No no stop button. And
0: well, you you have to know how to use it too. Like, I'm going to end up using ChatGPT to to help me out with a bunch of social media things that I want to do on Mm -hmm. the real estate side too. So it's going to be useful now will will ai eventually replace the real estate agent god Maybe. i hope not
1: <laughs> there is no reason as a um just like we like our phones and we like when it reads our emails i mean there's just there's no reason not to use it for things like social media posts if you have to do a lot yeah i had to write an email the other day um for pta and i just asked it to write it for me and it was great It was a great email and there's, there's some things where if you use it as a tool, I think that it's very, very useful.
0: Absolutely. We're using AI right now to help out with our own social media posts, with breaking up the, the clips of, uh, of the show. So there's definitely some really good uses for Did it. Did
1: you start the TikTok yet, Mark?
2: No. <laughs> Just have AI do it. It's fine.
1: I mean, he's having AI do
0: yeah. it. He just has, we to, need, he just we has need, to post them. We, we need an AI Mark, John, and Pete to do the TikTok dances for
1: us. Do you, we don't need to do TikTok dances. Do you want to tell the
2: audience it. right now? We'll reveal that we're actually just AI generated right no, now. We are, well, none yeah, none of us are real. None of us are real.
1: Not even Oak. <laughs> I'm real, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what an AI would say.
2: Yeah. Huh. Uh, hey, Beelus, there's like a next topic?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I was watching the news the other day. And it was highlighting a little-known company called Cirque that recycles polyester to be used to make uh, into new clothes. This company, based in Danville, Virginia, was eligible for a £1 million Earthshot Prize, which was an idea conceived by Prince William and began in 2020 in, quote, to search for and scale the most innovative solutions to the world's greatest environmental challenges, end quote, according to their website. Backed by the Royal Foundation and multiple other organizations, the Earthshot Prize awards these companies across five different categories that include protect and restore nature, clean out air, clean our air, excuse me, revive our oceans, build a waste-free world, and fix our climate. Now, with this being its third year, they have rewarded fifteen companies and recognized many more, including the aforementioned Cirque. So, everyone. Do we feel that Prince William's Earthshot Awards have made any impact on the environment?
1: Sure. I mean, I think, um, and you see this with, um, with where I work at NYSERDA, when you take a thing, right, that needs to be worked on and you throw money at it, that thing gets done. Um, it just does. It's a kind of a John Madden football moment. So mm. the fact that companies with great ideas get funding for th- projects that wouldn't typically get funding um, just by, entering a contest, which, again, right, of does all the time. is great. I think that's a great idea.
0: Now, there's, like, a 10-year mission associated with this, because it started in 2020, and supposedly they want to make some kind of effective change by 2030. So, they're going to essentially give these 1 million pound grants to 50 different companies in a span of 10 years.
1: Do they make them fight to the death afterwards?
0: Well, that's the thing. Is that (laughs) enough? Like, or... Like, are we kind of wiping our hands clean? It's like, oh, here's some money. Now go do with it what you want.
2: Yeah, it kind of this sounds like a drop in the bucket for the.
3: Yeah, like 2023 million dollars doesn't go that far. Mm.
2: No, I it's tried to make pounds. this. Okay, I tried to make this <laughs> point in a previous episode where I said like, millionaires are not really that rich, and then I got well, laughed And, at.
0: and most of these most of these companies that win are startups. So a million dollars or a million pounds, whatever they're from is kind of a lot. I mean, it's a good start, no, yeah. It's right. not. Oh, but that's
1: But, that's but the it's thing. not, no, you're absolutely well. right.
0: To make an okay. actual, uh, to make an actual difference, you definitely need a hell of a lot more. Oh, money, no,
1: yeah. like when you win a grant like that, as a company, you're already a company. I mean, mm-hmm. you already yeah. have a payroll, you're already making a product, you're already making money, and so, you you get a million pounds or you know, you get two hundred thousand dollars or five hundred thousand dollars or even ten thousand dollars and you do something with that, right? But that's you that's one company pro- like you run a program yeah. or you give an award or you fund something and you use it as seed capital for something. I mean, it's not enough money to run a business, obviously, but no. that's a, but and, that's and, a great
2: and, feel good story for that individual, but it would take a thousand oh, of those to make any real impact. Here's,
0: and here's the thing. So yes, you have the Royal foundation or the, you know, that's, it's the terrible organization backed by the Royal family. You also have companies like Jeff, uh, that are backed by Jeff Bezos, By Bill Mm -hmm. Gates, so essentially, fifteen million pounds is what they're giving out every year. Can't they give out more? These are these are multi-billion-dollar organizations. Yeah, and they're giving out fifteen million Uh, in a year. Yeah, you got to fund the 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 penis craft exactly.
1: Right, like it. They should give out more, right? I mean, the Gates Foundation gives out a ton. He doesn't take any of his own money anymore.
2: They like do, yeah. Fifteen
1: million a year for a company like Amazon is not even a good
2: write-off. No, no. Yeah, the, like I, I love the direction Bill and Melinda Gates have gone, but that's only one of them. Yes. The idea, the idea
0: behind what Prince William had, I think, is is a good one. But they, it's, I feel like they could do more,
3: right? And, and it's also like I also get that you want to spread it around a little bit, right? You yeah. don't want to just up the polyester guys and be like you guys are saving the world (laughs) hit like a couple places because like a couple of them aren't going to make it even though they're this far along in their startups yeah like a million I hadn't really heard about this one so I can't say that it's the the advertising of this That might help. Well, they and
0: they ended up being a, They didn't end up winning the prize. Like they were up for the prize, but they didn't end up winning it. Mm. And I, I did, uh, I did a couple research on on this particular company and the and the fashion and textile industry as a whole. So, uh, so the fa- they say the fashion and textile industry as a whole is one of the most wasteful industries. Um, and they say though it produces about 100 million tons of textiles every 12 months, equivalent to the weight of a million Boeing 757s. Oof!
1: That'll look good, baby. That's, <laughs> a, lot bo- that's a lot of 757s. That's a lot of 757s. Yeah. I don't know if that's a true stat, Mark. <laughs> I don't know if that's a true stat either, but <laughs> I, I kind of believe it's like, li- like a lot.
0: I, I kind of believe it. Think about think about the number of clothes that you have. Maybe this. Little subset of people is a bad idea because I'm sure we've probably worn our clothes an awful lot. In fact, I I know I have some shirts that I've I've had since high school. I mean, I don't John, don't you.
2: you normally use Boeing aircraft as a daily unit of measurement Jets are, in everyday Jets are like life? are
1: like really heavy,
0: but they yeah. said they say, they, say <laughs> they they say that the average person in the entire world wears an article of clothing seven times and then it gets
2: discarded it. for whatever reason. Yeah. Oh. That's,
3: Dude, they,
0: what?
2: They haven't seen my closet. I was gonna wear my high school. Keep country mind, there's people love like a lot more wasteful than four right. All right. Or All right. A t-shirt just to, for this. just
1: to put it in perspective. According to Google, a 757 weighs 127,000 pounds. Hmm. So Think that's about how many people in the world? Are in a the million. Keep 127 million pounds. That's a lot. that's a lot. How many of jackets? How many, pe- how many?
0: How many billions of people are there in the world now?
1: A lot of jackets. You are, are we seven
0: billions <laughs> seven billion eight, people? Eight billion. Eight billion? Counting. Yep. So think of how many clothes it takes for those eight billion people.
1: Every person in the world, every one of the eight billion people have ten thousand pounds of clothes, then it's not even there yet. So I don't think that's that is true. But that's not even including
0: weird. that. Yeah, that's really, not what really. they're wearing. It's what, it's what we're producing as, as, a, as a global I just economy. thought it was funny. Um, so we just,
2: we're just overproducing I think too you're funny. The, I the think people.
1: that you can't expect a not-for-profit organization to give more than a million dollars away because there is a slippery slope of funding, right, that exists. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Amazon or Google. I mean, those guys, that's a different thing. Um, but I'm talking about just th- this foundation. I think this foundation, that's very generous. I mean, I don't know of a company that does that. Well, you're absolutely right. One company, this is backed by multiple
0: mm-hmm. multi-billion dollar companies. It's backed by Google. Do you really think do you really think that giving a million pounds five million pounds in one year and their goal is to make a huge difference in ten years? Do you think that's going that's actually worthwhile? Do you think that's 50, actually going to happen?
1: $50 million so to not, not for not-for-profit not organizations? Yeah, I think it's a really big deal. $5 million. But, the, but their, oh, whole, their
0: whole, over goal, ten, over their ten whole years. goal is by oh,
1: 2030 yeah.
0: is to make a big difference. And that their, their idea of making a big difference is giving away... $50 million. $50 million How about
2: $50 billion and then we'll talk. That will make a difference. So That might be a little Google too much. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> want to make a global difference. The world economy is measured in multiple trillions, not not what were millions. you going to say, Oak?
3: Yeah. So Google has been doing this concept for years, from a profit perspective. Like from I profit can't remember perspective. what it's called now, but they've been doing moonshot, right? Where they're like, yeah. "Hey, there's some crazy ideas. We're going to throw like a couple million at each one. One of these is going to work, and then we're going to be rich." Like the Wi-Fi right? balloons mm. over
1: Africa. Yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's a real thing
2: <laughs> didn't they send one it, of those to uh it was like a super front like Svalbard or something like super super northern place because it was like hey we put lights on it you have sunlight now in the middle of you know the dark winter where you don't see sun yeah, for and like then four months Elon Musk
1: <laughs> came in and sh- threw up a hundred thousand satellites and was like all right you have internet and it worked yeah. fine so <laughs> it's less see? pretty, it's less sunlight, but still, <laughs> right. he was just like, "Yeah, that idea's stupid." And then Google was like, "Yeah, it's a little stupid. We're sorry, guys."
2: <laughs> it's more fun though.
1: What are we at? What are we at? No, nope, nope, <talking> no, 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 no,
4: no,
1: no. <laughs> <inaudible> it's the the maybe do the whole one there i was okay i don't even try that.
2: to stop them anymore it's
1: you it's should be too, too much fun <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much fun all right because this won't be news next week i have to talk about it so last week i asked if the ailing injured minnesota vikings could hang on with the loss of justin jefferson and kirk cousins as well as cam Akers so far this season and it seems impossible but the answer might be maybe <laughs> um don't don't tell that to Joshua Dobbs, who helped rally the team to a 31-28 win after not even starting the game or being on the game or on the team. Uh, Dobbs was traded to the team less than five days before uh the start of the game and didn't even have a chance to look at the playbook or learn the names of his teammates, stating, well that's for next week. <laughs> And so that's amazing after throwing two touchdown passes and running one in, including a go ahead six yard a six yarder to Brandon Powell with 22 seconds left. uh, Joshua Dobbs certainly got the attention of his new coaching staff. And so with no actual healthy QBs on the Minnesota roster um, besides him, uh, do we think he'll do it again? Also, do we think that Minnesota is good enough to hang on in the playoffs until Jefferson returns? So you have
0: you have to back up because Josh Dobbs was actually not the initial starting quarterback. He was supposed that's to what, back up. That's what I said. Yes. Yeah, so the first oh, the the first to quarterback, cousins you're saying? No, no. They, there was they, another guy. That there got was hurt. another guy. Had he got hurt? Right. Yeah. So so Joshua Joshua Dobbs. It's it's a phenomenal story. Absolutely phenomenal story. But it wasn't supposed to happen, right? This other guy was supposed to take the <laughs> take the reins. Someone who actually knew the playbook. Someone who actually knew what all the players' names was.
2: Well, what do they know?
0: And then he got hurt, and in comes Josh Dobbs. And he's... So he goes in the huddle, and not only does he not know the names of all the players, they're telling him what they're going to do.
2: That's (laughs) amazing. Yep. In the huddle. Right, because he doesn't know the plays. So I, I have a question really quick for John. Does it piss you off even more to know that literally... Josh Dobbs says, "Hold my beer. Watch this." Runs into an NFL game and plays brilliantly, and then you have Danny Dimes, (laughs) Giants.
1: (laughs) You know, and what's really funny about Joshua Dobbs in this story is that Joshua Dobbs was on the tanking Arizona Cardinals, and to tank even harder, they got rid of him. Yeah, Yeah, because to tank even harder—that's actually true.
2: This is what happens when the Sabers were trying to tank for Jack Eichel. Every time they would, they'd have this amazing goalie, and we're like where were you when we were trying to be good? And so they trade him away and then they get another goalie and he's amazing. And it's like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) I I, I Uh, will say this started of week nine. His name was Jaron Hall, by the way, I had to pick that up because Mm -hmm. I needed to say it. I knew it began with a J. I didn't just remember
0: the room. It was some random white guy. Anyway, I, um, now it, it it was, it was a little apparent too, that Josh Dobbs didn't know the playbook because he ended up rushing a lot on his own. And that's something he normally does not do. Like he, I mean, he, he, he can run, but the amount, sheer amount of times that he he ran with the ball was more than he would normally do, and that's because oh well, I don't know I'm supposed to do so I'm just mm-hmm. I'm
1: just gonna be a better athlete than the rest of you. It was so fucking cool though to like watch them win that game and have these guys that don't know him just come over like slap him on the back like be yeah. really fucking excited about the winning this game that they really weren't supposed to win.
2: I mean no. whether he's a long term solution here or not though he, that had to have been a eureka moment for him to be like oh. I can play like this or, or you know, mm-hmm. me, like the running thing. This is a new dimension of my game. I can use this maybe, or tell my offensive coordinator, like, Hey, no, I, I, I think he Alexa? was just
0: running for, for, 40 for his life,
2: life. just because he yeah. had to. Okay. Just because he had
0: to, he had no right, idea right.
2: what else he was supposed to do. <laughs> well, it, it worked.
0: It
2: What's didn't work really for that interesting game.
1: It worked for that vi- game. To watch yeah, the Vikings true. try to recover out of this season of uh, one of the, uh, hey P- Lisa, Lisa in our fantasy football league was like, does everyone have an ACL injury? <laughs> yes. This is why. I, oh no, I, it was Matt. Yeah, whatever.
2: Yeah. But I'll say it again. I, I am all for when you go into college, congratulations for getting drafted to the NFL. You're going to sit out your first year while we like robot reconstruct all of your CLs and your, and your, uh, all tendons. your
1: CLs. Yes. All the CLs. <laughs> yep. Well, you Wait, even the used? ones in my elbow? <laughs> yes. An interesting story, by the way. If you're a quarterback. Um, if you watch the replay of the Jets game on Monday, um Aaron Rodgers is on the sidelines and he picks up a box. Oh,
0: fake news. This oh, is the all potion. fake news. Was and the potion. <laughs> <yeah>. Sorry. No, <laughs> it's a fucking it's a potion. News, it happens. I don't I don't I don't care if Aaron Rodgers becomes healthy, like good enough to actually play later this year. He's not playing. What's the point of the of the Jets putting nah, him out dude. there no, with their terrible too- offensive line? Yeah, no, but Mark, he has
2: t- the secret potion. So
0: he gets nope. hurt again? Can we just talk about the True. secret potion? He got hurt on the he, sixth
1: play of the season. I don't care if yeah. he plays. I just want to talk about whatever drugs he's taking in his secret <laughs> vial that fell over the <laughs> because, field. Because it he was, was a large potion. Rogers, right? He like, was a a large like a Aaron laboratory
2: Rogers. beacon, or like something <laughs> from a video game, like like Link would have that in his like bag in Legend of Zelda it, or something.
1: It's called, it,
0: it's called HGH. All right. It had a weird <laughs> bottle cap on but it. It was a and it, giant it bottle I,
1: of it. It was so crazy. Anybody who was ever listening, if you haven't seen this video, look it up on YouTube. It's hilarious. That was he incredible. drops a whole bottle of something on the field. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so the internet is just like, them. what the fuck is Aaron <laughs> Rodgers taking?
0: <laughs> so, so to answer your question, do I think the Vikings actually have a legitimate shot with with Joshua Dobbs? I actually do. Now, are they going to be a Super Bowl mm-hmm. contender? No. We they, didn't expect probably, that from Minnesota, anyway. They they probably won't. Uh, will they be legitimate with when Justin Jefferson does come back? We'll see. Justin Jefferson says he doesn't want to come back until he's 100. percent Yeah, no, it's mm. so
1: sad. It's but a good thing I finally put you my team. Know, back you know together. why? Because
0: he's protecting his <laughs> his 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 future contract. His contract and I mean, they're position. protecting him too. Don't they don't him want him to come that. back.
1: They don't want a setback, and that's a really big yeah. thing with big players. Just don't get a setback. Yeah, they don't. that's, need that, that's, to that's what the Vikings,
0: the Vikings want to have. Yeah. A decent rookie quarterback, because that's what the that's that's the new mold of the NFL, right? Yeah. You get yeah. a bunch of skilled players that are really, really good, and then you get them around a decent rookie quarterback. Uh,
2: that it's a, or, or a quarterback injuries, on his rookie yeah. deal, excuse me. Yeah, I don't blame. Uh, real quickly with Jefferson, like the the hamstring injury is no joke. I, I remember. I don't know if you remember this, okay? When I was in freshman year, I was on the track team, and I had a hamstring pull, and it lingered that entire season. They'd like that uh,
1: Jefferson's um, yeah. hamstring injury was non-contact too. He just, ha- hamstring did,
0: injuries tend to be non-contact.
2: Yeah, you just yeah. no, it's because you work your quads a little bit harder than your hamstring, and the muscle gets disproportionate. You just push it, yeah, you push it, it, it so hard, and then it, it it's just pulls like, it. Yeah, That's what happens.
0: Oak, have you ever pulled your hamstring while running? No,
2: it's oh, not the hamm- best thing. My it sucks.
0: hammy, it is not the best thing. I've done, that's more I've of done a done sprinting that. injury. Yeah, I got that because I was jumping. Yeah, I've done that in softball. I've definitely, especially yeah. when it's, it gets in the colder temperatures, I tend not to yep. do as, as well warming up. So I will strain my hamstring during the fall softball seasons. When do you um, expect
1: to see Justin Jefferson back, Mark? Probably a couple weeks. Like it's week 10. He's not playing in week 10. He just got activated. No, week 12. Week I'll, get, I'll week say 12. week 12. I mean, he's so, got three
0: weeks. He's got three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He has three weeks. Oak, what about you? What's the worst injury you've had while running?
3: Two. Uh, you know, it's interesting because uh, plantar fasciitis can really screw you up before you can deal with it. It all comes down to like experience because you can can have like inflamed hip flexors and Mm -hmm. then your whole chain can get like screwed up.
0: It rolls up your whole stride. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, I am. I am more of the school of uh manual uh manipulation massage to oh, undo yeah. uh versus you can wait out some of that stuff but it can take months like a long, Recovery long is time. huge.
0: Recovery yeah. is definitely huge. Like I I definitely get a really big uh, un- or, uh, uh a good sports massage after like the my especially my long races. I bet you do. <laughs> I love a good rub down. <laughs> <laughs> but what about during a race Oak have you ever gotten injured during a race
3: oh shit
0: uh not not
1: really bad Um, oh that's good yeah
3: but I've definitely about the time that he
1: had to limp the last how many miles it's not I had to limp
0: I I had a knee issue during the last half that Mm. I that I ran that I I, to the point where it, 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 it was this was while I was training so I had to change my stride. It, it was it was really weird, and then and then that didn't work either. So I had to run flat-footed, and that just felt so awkward. Um, and I, I I I ended up running flat-footed for the first twelve miles, and then at mile, as soon as I got to mile, uh, at the end of mile twelve, um, it it I definitely hit something because I had to I I had to stop running, and I, I walked for I think. 0.2 miles, but I was proud of myself for actually being able to run those first 12 miles because I didn't know how long I was going to be able to run. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very salty. I'm very salty about that last half too. I have to run mm. one more half. I think I can't end my half marathon career on that.
2: Half. We should all run one together. And I say this as someone who has the most Name time it. ever, but I, I need to, I need to make time for this.
3: I hope you're banking Pete. sleep right now, Pete.
2: Part, <laughs> some uh. some nights. I know. Yeah, I don't. Is fun, that how sleep works? I'm also trying he the approach it, where I'm just used to not sleeping, and then that way I'll be like, "Huh, I haven't slept before this anyway."
1: To be honest, that's he, how I. Did you don't it. know I what take, I used to take the 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 late shift. I used to go to bed like at four, and then Mel would get up at like four. But you're gonna be yeah. sleep deprived, <laughs> and it's just
3: you get to a point where you're like, "All right, this is how I'm gonna feel for a while."
2: I have I, I've definitely care been... if you
1: sleep or not i've been Peaceful definitely thing. been
2: prepped for that from you guys all all recounting your experiences and
1: uh pete you're gonna kill it you're gonna be a great dad hope so straight up i know it's it. good stuff man go enjoy it
2: do it rockapella
0: do wap, 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 do wap. oh let's keep doing that while i do this so that has been our 10 topics we would like Gen- to thank our guests for joining us this week Boom. thank you oak thanks Please subscribe to us by tickling that little bell and following our, like us on I our socials. That, I hate
1: that metaphor. I hate it so much. <laughs> He's going to say At it every time. If These time.
0: Balls Pod on X, Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. Our website is www.iftheseballscouldtalkpod.com This is Mark Pesci and for my partner John Campania and producer Pete Steffen, that's what we feel they would say, If These Balls Could Talk. Good night, everyone. Night, Good night. Do it, Rockapella! Yeah! If These
4: Balls